And this is the Kerrville Podcast with the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. We have Tom, we have Gilbert, and we have Andrew. And why podcast is my first question to all of y'all. So I'll take that because I've been podcasting since 2012. And podcasting for me is an intimate media, meaning you're listening to me or you're listening to John or Gil or Andrew. Literally, you're in somebody's head. And that creates a relationship and it creates a way to connect with people, whether it's an educational podcast, whether it's a marketing podcast, whether it's a fun podcast, it doesn't matter. It's not the only uh, type of marketing, obviously, but it supplements whatever you may be doing in video, print, film, or something else. Uh, But I really enjoy the audio. I was an audiophile when I was a teenager. I've always been a radio guy. love what you do. And uh, it's just a natural extension of social media marketing for me. Gilbert, why podcasting? You know, for me and Andrew, it started out as a way for us to get our message out there about who we are, what we do. You know, we have another business that uh, where we used to work, we had people coming in on a regular basis with no troubles. But now that we're independent guys, we didn't have that same connection with people or, or we didn't have the same pipeline coming through as regularly as we had before. So we decided, you know, what what is a medium that we can utilize that can get our message out there and we can talk to people about what we do, how we do it, why we're different mm. and why people want to do business with us. And so that's kind of how it started for us. It was just a matter of how can we get our message out there to a broad audience? Um, and then, of course, too, you know, we thought about what are the other avenues of, of getting your message out there? Print, radio, uh, TV, uh, nothing wrong with those things. It's just that when you l- utilize podcasting, you, you kind of cover all of that because you, you can uh, have a, a long-form commercial. Right. You can, yes. You can also spread your message out on social media on print wise. Uh, and then, of course, you know, TV, it gives you the chance to develop, like Tom said, a relationship with your audience and they can see you a little bit more, know who you are as a person. So it, it really started for us just as a medium to advertise ourselves. Amen. And Andrew, why podcast? I guess. OK, so for me, I would say my my podcasting journey and influence really began probably back in like 2017 with, you know, the, you know, the, one of some of the original guys that really, um, expanded the space like Rogan. Right. And my infatuation with some of that really, as I continued to listen to a lot of those guys and what they were doing, it was really about the long form journalism type of idea. And that's kind of what both these guys have just touched on that, um, in their, in their answer to your question. But that's really where my love for podcasting started and then started to grow. And I would see people like Rogan bring on these doctors and scientists and stuff. And they would talk about topics that maybe I'd heard of, uh, thought were interesting, but I got to listen and get inside those guys' heads, just like Tom said, with, you know, from a real life perspective of a person that I would never probably run into or have a chance to talk to about something that I actually cared about or was interested in, where whether it was science, uh, neuroscience, um, some kind of medical uh, type of 
issue or something. And so that's really where my love for podcasting started. And then, of course, like Gilbert said, to piggyback off of, of off of that, when we started our own business, we needed that outlet and to do something different, set ourselves apart and try to market at the same time. And podcasting f- checked all those boxes. So we kind of took that idea of that longer form journalism and turn it in a way to advertise for our business that we had started back in 2020. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, a little bit about the Kerrville podcast. And, and uh, Tom, we're going to we're going to jump into why you are here as well, because it is an honor to have you here. Seriously, I, I, I'm I'm honored. Um, the Kerrville podcast initially started out as the Kerrville Small Business Network during the pandemic to get everybody on one Facebook page initially so I could sell to them. I'm going to be very transparent. I was in it for the money, only the money, because I was selling virtual tours, right? So I wanted everybody on one Facebook page so I could post my virtual tours there. And then Michaela was like, hey, why don't we start a podcast? And I said, that's way out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do it. Then we started interviewing these small businesses, right? And I started getting more value than I ever knew I would. Because just like you said, Andrew, you you can, I mean, it's not a 30-second commercial on Fox News where it's like, well, what do you do? Okay, bye. You know, yeah. you, you can really pick somebody's mind and you can choose who you want on your podcast, just like I chose y'all. I'm going to learn from this podcast. And every single one, we're on episode, what, 110 now? And every single guest I have learned from, and I feel like I get more from this than anybody. Um, but, but yeah, to truly network and not just talk about networking and, and like, for instance, having y'all on, I'm going to get so much from this and, and I'm honored to have y'all on. I really am. You feel like you've expanded your mind from doing the podcast? Yes. Not just Head's that. Head's grown a little bit, but yeah. in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not just that, but having conversations. I, I talk to people for, for a living, you know, and, and each and every conversation I have, it, it hones that skill, you know, but, um, Tom, you are like the second pod father other than Adam Curry over here. Um, what made y'all join forces and create the Texas Hill Country podcast network? So, I met these guys through Lewis Amstoy, and I met Lewis. He had the lead, uh, came on his show a couple of times. I saw Andrew uh, is always on early in the program, and one of the times I was on the show, um, they were there, and they said, I think, I don't know whose idea it was, but they said, hey, what would you think about a Hill Country Podcast Network? And I said, well, I'm just pissed off that I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's brilliant, because I, at that point, had... Uh, the Texas Hill Country podcast, uh, where I was just telling the stories of people, places, and things in the Hill Country. And these guys, um, I knew about their uh, their podcast around their consulting business. And so we decided to uh, join forces. I've got another podcast network, so I had a little bit of expertise there. And we wanted to bring a podcast network to a rural area and see if we could make this a valid business model it's really different than other podcast business mo- podcast network business models because we're focusing on the local businessman to tell their story to get their marketing uh, information out in a way that's different than print 
or television. And um, the statistics around podcast listening are just stunning. Over a third of all Americans have listened to a podcast. 25% of all Americans listen to multiple podcasts a week. Uh, the demographics are they actually skew older, uh, that people sort of 55 and above are huge consumers of podcasts. And think about one-third of Americans. You know, that's a lot. That's over 100 million Americans. Wow. So you can get your message out in a way, in addition to all the things that, that you said, um, you, you left off one that's as critical as any of the others. If I want to do business with you and I send you an email, you may or may not respond. But if I call you up or send you an email and say, John, I'd love for you to come on my podcast and talk about you, nobody says no to that. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. Everybody does. And then all the things man. you said kick in. Everything, every interview you do, you're learning. And in, in my other B2B podcast, I'm the same way. I have two criteria for a successful podcast. How much did I learn and how much fun did I have? Mm. That's it. Gilbert. Yeah, you know, uh, me, me and Andrew, we, we like to think we're pretty smart. And, you know, we're not, we're not dumb guys, but we're, we're not the smartest guys ever. And when we met Tom, uh, we, we decided, you know, that, that guy's pretty doggone smart. We should, we should take what he's doing and, and try to expand it. And, and if you go back and look at some of me and Andrew, our original podcast that we did, it's just us standing in front of an iPad. Trying wasn't to even a, a podcast. Yeah, it, it wasn't just even a, a video. podcast. It was, just, it was just us talking in front of an iPad. It was, it's really goofy. It's extra it's, cringeworthy. It, yes. But it's, <laughs> it's, keep it's those up. Yes, we, we have keep those them out up. there. We, we leave them out there on purpose because, you know, it's a, it's a learning journey for us. And so... Uh, we, me and Andrew, when we were doing our podcast, starting it out, uh, we, we, we learned the hard way. We, we, we took a lot of uh, uh, baby steps to learn. And then when we met up with Tom, uh, we found out he had a podcast network. And we were like, what is that? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when we looked at Tom's podcast network, we we're like, wow, that's pretty cool, man. We, maybe we should try something like that because... Naturally, Andrew and I want to get our message out to as many people as possible. And we, we call our podcast the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network for a reason. We want the whole Texas Hill Country to be the market that we specialize in. And so when, when we met Tom, uh, me and Andrew were talking one day and we said, you know, we should do the same thing like he's doing, but we should focus just on the Texas Hill Country. Mm. So we, we had lunch with Tom, and the look on Tom's face when we told him, hey, what about starting a, a podcast network focused on the Texas Hill Country? <laughs> he was so angry. He's like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? That's a great idea. And so we, you know, and, and me and Andrew, we didn't want to try to reinvent the wheel. We said, we'll just take Tom's concept with his permission, of course, and him joining with us, uh, and, and let's, let's expand that. So we've, we've been doing that the past several months and and we've got uh, a few people already on the uh on the list you know you are, are kind enough to share your content with us on the podcast network we've thank y'all for letting letting the curval podcast be a part of the of course of course texas thank you hill country for, for being on there uh, tom's got several podcasts of his own that he's doing that are on the network uh, me and andrew of course we post our stuff there too uh our friend lewis amistoy his 
put his stuff on there too. Yeah. Um, He's been on the Curvo podcast. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, we've been on the lead and, and vice versa, y'all. We've, we've been on yours. Y'all yeah, been on absolutely. here. And, and we need to really, you know, lead by example and not just promote the network, but yeah, each we, and every person that comes on here, each and every business owner, I say, dude, start a podcast, talk about your trade because this thing sells for you while you sleep. People yes. get to like, know, and trust you. And, sure. and that's how you close. That's how you make a sale. And I'm not just trying to monetize off this thing. I'm trying to provide value to Kerrville. But in the meantime, people get to know who you are. Learn what you think about. Learn your opinions on certain topics. And, and the other interesting thing, too, with the podcast network is that when we have a podcast on the network, every podcast on the network is really helping the other podcast on the network to succeed. Because... What we're trying to do is, is get each of the, the shows to cross-pollinate each other and, and increase the overall audience for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, one of the most interesting videos I see on, on Facebook, on YouTube, is guys cutting grass. Have you ever seen those on, on YouTube? It's satisfying. Yeah, it is so satisfying to me, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I was the only weird person that would watch those. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the, the, the only thing that won't work is something that you don't try and so if, if, I would encourage you, if you're a business owner, uh, if you're a pastor in a church, if, you're, um, if you've got a really interesting topic that you want to talk about and you think people will, will listen, try a podcast. Put it on our network. Uh, let, let's talk and see how we can help you. And I can assure you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel like we did. Um, we, we can learn from each other and we have the equipment. We have the, uh, studio that you can use to, to produce it. Yes. We can, we can even help you produce the thing if you want us to. And, and it's only limited by your imagination. We, we can do a podcast on just about any topic you want. Now, of course we would probably suggest that you try to keep it family friendly, and, <laughs> but you know, there's, I guess there's room for every kind of podcast, um, and, and we'd be interested to talk to you, to help you do those things. It's, it's uh, very easy. Um, it's, it's very simple. Um, it's very cost-effective. So we would encourage anybody that, that's interested in doing it. Uh, or if you just have a message you want to get out there, let us know. We'll help you. We'll talk to you. We can point you in the right direction. And, and uh, ultimately, if you want us to, we can help you produce it, distribute it, and market it. Mm. So I... Uh wanted to pick up on, on something that we're talking about specifically about a podcast network and back to my original influences and the start of my podcasting journey when I was listening to people that have a lot like huge audiences right that span throughout the entire country multiple states possibly even worldwide that's great for them right and and a lot of times if you get on Spotify or a podcast platform and you're listening to podcasts, those people with what they're doing and a lot of times are trying to reach really large markets and that's great for them, right? And, but who's telling the stories of the people that are here in our backyard, right? And, yep. and there's not anybody doing that other than you, right? Tom with the Hill Country podcast. And, and so there are some, Lewis. right? Lewis, right? Uh, so, so there are some here in our backyard, but using the concept of a network, it puts all of us on the same side of the table. So it's all aggregated into one 
one stop once, shop. That's right. And where <laughs> you can get all of those podcasts. And then, you know, and that's kind of the concept. If you go back and look at uh, Tom's compliance podcast network that he created, uh, it, it's pretty evident that there's a bunch of different people, a bunch of different topics, all different kinds of podcasts aggregated into one spot. And there's a lot of power in that. And it gives us the ability to give life and voice to the people that are here in our community, whether you're a business owner, whether you're just doing some, I don't know, like an astrology podcast or so, or you have some kind of interest that you're putting out there in that, in that format, we can put it on the network and it all kind of like Gilbert was saying, it can help cross pollinate some of that. So we're all kind of in it together and it represents the voices of our actual community. Before I get into your trophy and and why why it's here and why you present it is oscar absolutely (laughs) podcast oscar i want to know andrew why do you care about the community why don't you just why don't i already know the answer but why do you care about that and why don't you just care about monetizing yeah so i think a few things about that my my initial thought is i i would cite my own personal experience of when i can't i've been here for about 10 years now and you know, my, my wife, her family is from here. She grew up here. And so, so at a, on a personal level, I care about what's going on here because, you know, I'm invested and I have a, I'm a stakeholder in the community, um, and so on and so forth and everything that goes along with that. So, so I really care about this. My future's here, our future's here, our business future's here, every, every, all of that future is here. Right. And, and I want us to be successful and have the things that I selfishly want, but I think everybody else deserves to have a Mm. good, healthy, growing, um, community. Right. So that's, that's one level. Uh, but, but also back to my other point, the, the other point about caring about the community i think that the network tries to drive home is what i was just saying about giving life and voice to the people that are here where those stories aren't necessarily told like you would how would you hear about like say some of the people you've interviewed as small business owners tom's interviewed on the hill country podcast heck even what we've done on our show and just interviewing local business owners or community members organization reps how would you get that person's story and it other than sitting down with them and taking them to lunch or meeting them through some other connection, you probably wouldn't if it didn't happen like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So doing the podcasting, using podcasting to try to get those stories out there in a format where you can have that vibe and that feel of a conversation like that, right? Like you sat down and had a cup of coffee with them or you went to lunch with them or something and connect with them without doing anything other than listening or watching a video. It's beautiful. And, and sometimes you have those private conversations. You're like, man, I wish everybody would have heard this conversation. And that's the beauty of this. That's right. So it's not just about, it's great that it works good for businesses to flip and scratch, flip over and use um, an advertising piece of it. And they can scratch that itch at the same time. And that's wonderful. That's just another added bonus of, of creating that kind of content. Um, but there's multiple uses for it and it, and it's not, it's a multi-prong approach, if you will. It's not just about one or the other and one's not necessarily more important than the other either. Beautiful. Tom Fox, why do we have this, why do we have this, this beautiful trophy and how does it correlate with everything we're talking about? This is a communicator award and I won it for the Hill Country podcast with an episode with the cookie lady, Julia Kardioshinsky. She has one of the most amazing stories, and it was one of the most well-received podcasts I've ever put out. Literally, someone from Sweden emailed me 
uh, I want to meet the cookie lady. I have a friend who's coming to Kerrville for the eclipse, and he emailed me and said, I want to meet the cookie lady when I come to Kerrville for the eclipse. Her story was just fabulous. Uh, she uh, comes from a large Hispanic family. Uh, she's pretty far down the chain, and so when she was a little girl, the only thing they would let her do in the kitchen was bake cookies. So she started baking cookies. Uh, grew up here in Kerrville, uh, worked at James Avery, was very close to her father. Her father gets sick. She quits her job to become his primary caregiver. He eventually passes. She is in just deep, deep grief. And to help her work through her grief, she starts baking. Now, I don't mean a cookie for Gil, a cookie for John, and a cookie for Tom. I mean three dozen cookies for Gil, three dozen cookies for John, three dozen cookies for Tom. And she starts giving them away. Gives them to her church. She's very active in her church that I'll get to in a minute. Fire department, schools, police department, anybody that wants cookies. And these are iced sugar cookies. So they're gorgeous sugar cookies with a gorgeous icing design on it. Uh, people in her church finally convince her she needs to open a commercial business selling cookies. Because at that point, there was no cookie store in Kerrville. So March 2020, she gets up money and courage, signs a lease, shut the country down, March 15. Hmm. Uh, she can't renovate. She can't move in. Just signed a big lease, kind of at her wit's end. And all those people she'd been giving cookies to said, you know, we still need cookies, and we like your curbside service. Amen. And so she starts selling cookies to all the people she was giving them to. And... Um, just very well because she's the only person baking commercial cookies in Kerrville. Uh, the country reopened. She's able to, to renovate, get her store open. And um, so I go in there a couple of times and I'm a brownie guy and I always get brownies from her. And I told her, I said, it seems to me once someone comes in your store once, you know what they want. And that's obviously a great marketing skill to have. And she looked at me and said, yeah, you're the only guy that comes to my cookie store and asks for brownies. You're the brownie guy. <laughs> so that's what everybody knows me as, the brownie guy. And that's a great story, but there's one other part that I have to add that I think just takes it into the stratosphere. She is very religious, deep into her faith, Roman Catholic, and she views her ability to bake cookies as a gift from God. Mm. But she takes it a step further that she feels like every cookie she makes has to honor that. And so she puts all of that into each cookie. And if you look at them, you can tell. I mean, she cares about each cookie. And so I won an award for that podcast about the cookie lady. Shout out to Julia, the cookie lady. Uh, she has a why. She has a purpose. Yes. And that keeps her going. What is your why? And why do you interview? Why do you have six podcasts a day? What drives you and what keeps you going? So I have another podcast network in a B2B space in legal and regulatory compliance, and that's my primary job. Uh, and I have 40 podcasts. I post six to eight times a day, six or eight different podcasts. So I have to interview six or eight people to keep, keep up. Uh, and one, it's, it's one of the things you mentioned, which is I'm talking to the smartest people every day, and I'm able to see big pictures, and I'm able to put – dots together because I'm talking to everyone. And so it gives me ability to write and uh, market my uh, compliance skills in a way that 
most other people can't. They may be tactical, they may be strategic, but they're not seeing this huge part of literally a worldwide business and legal practice that I see. So I get that out of it. I'm continually curious. I, I'm a continual learner. Uh, I love the audio part of it. I'm, you know, I grew up splicing reel-to-reel tapes by hand. Wow. So I love the, the audio part of that. I'm a complete geek. Um, and so someone asked me at a conference, was on a panel, I said, what's hard about podcasting? And I thought about it in a minute. I said, there's nothing hard about podcasting. You get to talk to great people all day. You record it. It's ones and oats. And on the computer, you post it. How hard can that be? Mm. One one thing that I learned from the beginning is uh, to drop my ego. My ego is a, is a big challenge for me because when you want to really have a juicy podcast, you got to bring in some valuable people. And they say you, if you want to get better, you got to surround yourself with people who are better at your trade than you are. What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about having prominent guests and how do you go about interviewing them? Can I, can I just throw, I'll just throw a quote back at you about that. It's, do it. um, let me see if I can get this right. You are the average of the people you surround yourself with. So don't surround yourself with average people. Amen. Yeah. So that's to your question about the why I think doing podcasting and making the connections through podcasting and all the stuff that it allows, uh, all the boxes it allows you to check for me personally fits my overall why, which I think is just to, you know, forge those connections and have relationships because I really think that's the best way to try to make a positive impact on others and in your local community and, and, and really try to be focused on, on my role in my local community and not make sure that my head is not, it keeps me grounded. My head's not floating around in the, in the clouds too much, you know, because if you stay on social media long enough, depending on the algorithms and the, what it determines that you like, you might be fed a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with where you live or your future Mm. um, or your family's future or your neighbor's future, whatever. So it keeps me grounded and it keeps me sane in the sense of remembering uh, my why from day to day and like why I'm doing these things and why I'm talking to these people. And, and like I said, it brings about the opportunity to connect with people that I otherwise would have never connected with, which fits the overall why. I, I notice you go back to community every single time and you're passionate about Kerrville. And that's, that's, an, that's the reason we connected. I remember when y'all first came on to uh, – um, what was it, the Kerrville Small Business Network? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that when we first started over there. Um, and and I noticed that passion that y'all both have about community. And uh, one thing I also noticed about each and every prominent guest that has, in my eyes, um, made it or where I want to be, they all have, A, taken a leap of faith, and B, provided value to the community and continue to pro- provide value to the community. And uh, y- y'all are doing it. Yeah, I mean, y'all took a leap of faith with this whole podcast network, right? Yeah. And then in, yeah. in the process, y'all are providing value to the community. Yeah, well, we hope so. Well, you are. You are. I, I, I see y'all all the time on my feed, and um, I try to like and share everything that I see. And, uh, yeah, y'all, really, I, I look up to y'all, and, and I'm, I'm so happy y'all are doing what you're doing. And I'm happy to be a part of it, too. Thanks. Well, we're happy that you're a part of it. Yeah. And a part of, that's its own community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I want to say about it is, um, you know, for me, it started out as tr- us trying to get our message out there. But over time, 
I've seen like the things that you and Michaela were doing and, and what you're doing now, and then Andrew's really emphasized it for me too. We, we're, we're actually not only trying to get our message out there, but we're trying to help other people get their message out there. So when we do our own podcast, we, we, Andrew purposely brings in people that have nothing to do with our existing business mm. and brings them in to talk about what they do. We've brought in lots of people that uh, have run nonprofits that, that need yeah. help. Uh, you do that. Um, Lewis does that. Um, and, and if you look at like Lewis and even Tom, they're very smart guys, very smart. And me and Andrew, we absorb a lot of stuff from them. Uh, they're, they're experts in their own fields, but they're, they also know a lot about a lot of different things. Mm. Uh, I'm continuously surprised. I tell Andrew all the time, golly, Tom knows a lot about a lot of stuff. We really need to talk to him some more. And, and the other thing, too, for me is I love to hear people's stories. Mm -hmm. Like just sitting here right now before we started, Tom said he was a drummer before. I'm like, what? I never knew that. I've known you for six months and we've talked quite a bit and I never knew you did that. I love to hear people's stories. Uh, when, when Andrew and I worked for a local bank, a big local bank, we used to hear stories about how people ended up in Kerrville. I, I used to love to ask people that, yeah. how'd you end up in Kerrville? Um, because Kerrville is, is an out of the way kind of a place. It's not uh, San Antonio. It's not Houston, Dallas. You, you've got to want to be here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so a lot of people, it's interesting just to hear them. How did you end up in Kerrville? And they'll tell you the story. We've met astronauts and acrobats and uh, military guys. Architects. And, I mean, the and, whole alphabet oh, of you, everything you can think of. Yes. You, you name it. You, we've talked to them before. And it's like, wow, that's, that's a pretty cool story. Um, and, and the podcast network is an outlet for us to bring those people on now and, and share their story with the whole world. Mm. Um, now, you know, our, our focus is kind of the hill country, but um, you never know who's going to see your podcast. So that's very true. You might as well bring them on and, and talk to them. Um, and if nothing else, you at least help people share their story because mm -hmm. uh, everybody has a story to share, no matter what it is. Absolutely. And, and it's, that was the initial purpose for this podcast is you drive by and you see, you see the billboard. What's behind that? How hard were they trust fund babies? Were they handed all this money to start a business or did they start from the ground up? I don't know. Kerville probably doesn't know. Why not get them on the Kerville podcast? Why not get them on your podcast? And why not truly be a network and, uh, we have a lot of the same guests on and some no. people are like, Hey, you know, I was on that one. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. They were on mine too. <laughs> they were here too. We're a network. We truly, right. we are a network. And I want to let um, everybody out there know right now, I'm going to have a lot of people in the same trade on the Curvo podcast. It, we are truly a network and uh, there's no exclusivity. Um, you know, it, it, uh, if you're a barber, there's going to be other barbers on. If you're a plumber, there's going to be other plumbers on. And uh, maybe y'all can send each other work, you know? That, that's, that's what networking is all about. And, yeah, it's, um, it's helping each other out. It, it is. Really is. It is. And, um, and that fosters a very important attitude, I think, about our environment within our local community. Yeah. And if it's like, if, it, if not you, then who? And if you're not going to try to help foster that environment, then no one else is going to do it. Exactly. Right. Tom, what do you think about that? And what do you think about the... Um, there's not enough pie for everybody mentality. The uh, Don Frazier, who runs the Texas Center at Shriner Institute, had the best line phrase I've heard about that. Don came 
to Shriner to start the Texas Institute from Abilene. And he said in Abilene, there was the Methodist Abilene, there was the Baptist Abilene, there were the Catholic Abilenes, and in Kerrville, there's Team Kerrville. That's it. It's Team Kerrville. And he said that was the biggest difference for him. I come from Houston, so there are obviously a ton and a half of communities in Houston. So we never got anything close to this. What I saw Gil and Andrew doing, particularly Andrew th through his leadership, Kerr County, if you want to impact Kerr County or Kerrville, you can. If you want to go to a city council meeting and express your opinion, you can do that. You can write a bill. You, Ramon Garcia, when I first moved here, he was running for city council. And in his ads, he said something like, yeah, I'm a youngster, but I have different ideas. And maybe it's time for that. And I thought, you know, that's a heck of a way to market yourself. And he was elected to city council largely on that campaign. So the things you can do to impact your community in this town are almost never ending. And the stories about the plumbers, the stories about the barbers, my grandfather cut hair for 60 years. I can't wait to have a barber on to talk about cutting hair. Wow. I swept up hair in his salon when I was a little kid. <laughs> so all of those stories are great, and they're all, but they're all different. It doesn't matter if you're in the same profession or not. You got there in a different way. You had different influences. More importantly, you can influence somebody else by coming on and telling your story. Like him or hate him, there's, there's a podcast out there. It's the most popular podcast in the world. And one thing that I learned from that guy is if somebody comes on with a different um, outlook than you have, I mean, I've seen him have people on from totally two different points of views. And I think it's beautiful because he's not married to a certain idea. He's always learning all the time. So I know you interview like six people a day. What advice do you have to those who are starting a podcast that have guests on with different mentalities than they have, different ideas and points of views than they have? So my job as a host is to ask questions and sit back and listen. I'm not there to argue. If I've asked someone to come on, it's because I want them to tell their story. It's their story listeners want to hear, not Tom pontificating. I mm. got plenty of those kinds of podcasts. And so, uh, number one. Number two is to prepare. It's up to me to prepare. So I research every guest myself, and I provide them questions that can be a broad framework. Uh, it can be open-ended. It can be we go through the questions. It can go down completely different rabbit trails. But if I, I want somebody on the podcast, I want to hear their story, and I want the listeners to hear their story. Um, so that's how I handle all that. And in the B2B world, it's a lot easier. I don't do politics. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've dabbled into that, you know, and then it, it can get ugly, you know, because you get one, one party on and then the other one's like, hey, you know, and then it's like, whoa. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I might try to stay out of that. Aren't you just talking about ego? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ego, ego gets in the way, even we if you're not. We all have that. And it's, yeah. Well, well if nothing else, you, you want to keep an open mind and, and listen to uh, different voices. And then once you do that, then make up your own mind and use uh, your own critical thinking skills to decide what side of the issue you want to be on. Mm -hmm. But if you don't listen to everybody and you just close your ears and your and, and just say la 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 yeah. echo chamber. Yeah, you you're never gonna really broaden your mind. Now 
the other person on the other side of whatever issue it is you're talking about, they, they might be totally out of their mind. But you, you know, you got to spend some time listening to what their thoughts are, um, because you never know. You you might understand a little bit of where they're coming from if you just sit and listen a little bit. Uh, I've I run into that quite a bit, and, and I always try to tell myself, okay, you may not like that person, or, or I may not agree with their stance or what you think you know about them, but listen to them anyway, because you never know. You and, never and if know. you still think they're crazy afterwards, well, okay, they're crazy afterwards, but at least you took the time to listen. That's right. I, I would like somebody to give me the chance to make a, a, an impression on them, and um, I don't know that I'm going to change anybody's mind, but at least listen to what I have to say. Absolutely. I promise I won't be offensive or punch you in the face. <laughs> but being a good listener, like Tom said, it's like as a host and inviting a guest on, you're there to facilitate and listen. And I always think when I think about listening, and for years I've, I'll, I'll have this little narrative going through my head, uh, even when if I'm in conversations and my mind starts to wonder or whatever, it's like I come back to like, am I listening? Like, you know, should be yeah. paying attention and really listening to what they're saying. But it's in Pulp Fiction when uh, John Travolta takes Uma Thurman out and she asks him over a milkshake at the 50s diner. You know, they're sitting in that oh, replica yeah. car. You know, and she says, so in conversation, do you wait to talk or do you listen? And so I always am, am trying to think about that when I'm talking to people. And it's like, am I really trying to think about what I'm going to say or am I listening to the words coming out of their mouth and what they're and their feelings and like what they're expressing in the moment? That's right? so true, Andrew. We, we all have we all have minds that that wander at times because we're all human right but being a good listener is is an absolute must it um, is but for doing podcasts for sure i was gonna um talk about that point is you know sometimes well actually in the beginning the first like 50 episodes i would hang on to a point like you might have said five minutes ago and when you were done talking i would go back to that point and not you personally but and then they'd be like, what the hell? Were you even listening to me? You know what I'm saying? Like I went off on this rabbit trail and it, you're trying it, to backtrack. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Were you even listening to me? Um, and, and I reread a book like three times a year. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Wonderful I know it sounds book. cliche, but that book right there um, show, just I, listen, listen. And then when you, when you touch on something that you were just talking about instead of something that you were talking about five minutes ago, um, the guest is like, oh, crap, he's really listening to me. Let me violate that rule because I want to pick up on something you said a long time ago. <laughs> which is, Man, I'm offended now. <laughs> which is, podcasts sell while you sleep. Well, let me take that a step further because you can slice and dice a podcast down to 30-second, 60-second, two-minute clips, and you can post those on social media. Podcasts don't simply sell when you're asleep. They sell forever. They're evergreen. And you can slice and dice it for social media use on Facebook, on Instagram. If you're on TikTok, it doesn't matter. LinkedIn, if you're in business. But you, it gives you so many social media assets that one podcast is about five to six different assets that you can use on an evergreen, ongoing basis that now I am going to steal that line. Sell while you sleep. Yay. Um, for anybody watching... If you are, whatever your trade is in, reach out to the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. Um, go First, go on one of their podcasts. Come on to the Curvo podcast, and, and you'll fall in love. It's beautiful. 
And then you can be on this side interviewing people in the same trade. Heck, interviewing just a very interesting person that you've just met. It's a beautiful thing. You don't have to limit yourself. You could join the network, get more views by being on the network. What are the benefits of being on the network? So multi-prong approach, once again, you know, we have, um, so what we think about it in terms of if you're, if, if we are going to create or help you produce a podcast, we got it down to the bare bones where basically all you have to do is think about, decide how many episodes you're going to record in one sitting how many you want to put out per month, and then show up with what you want to talk about. Invite a guest on, invite a prospect, a customer, a success story. Um, you know, talk about information or content you're familiar with by giving some kind of presentation. Whatever you want to do, just all you got to do is figure out what you want to talk about, and then we can help you the rest of the way. So, you know, you get exposure on our uh, on our growing social media pages. We have Facebook page, a YouTube page, an Instagram page, um, but but also. We, we create the RSS feed for you um, not because that goes directly to our website. So we have a website, like a, an actual URL that hosts all of the podcast in one spot where they're audio versions only, um, but they have introductions, they have show notes, all of, all of the podcasts are hosted on there. But with the RSS feed... Tell them, tell them the website. The, uh, the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.com. Yeah. So it's a long one, but yeah, so... so <laughs> Not only do you get exposure across all those platforms, but we create the RSS feed for you, and then you can pump that out to whatever podcast platforms you want. All you got to do is stick that little link in there, register your email, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, or whatever, Apple Podcasts. I mean, there's like, you know, what, seven, eight of them that are out there, so... You just upload that stuff, and we produce it all on the back end for you. So you don't have to do much much other than think about what you're going to talk about. And we can help you with that part, too. Even these business owners who are just not computer savvy, all they can – I mean, they don't have to set anything up. No. no you know. th- thankfully, you know, it, it's not really complicated to have a podcast. You need a switcher, a camera, a soundboard, a microphone – that's really it. Oh, and a, and a computer. So. And you have to pay your electricity bill. Yeah, That's yeah. right. So, so you really only need five things. Well, guess what? You don't even really need those five things because we got them already. Amen. You can just rent ours and we'll do it for you. You don't even know how to have to use, how to use the equipment. We can do that for you. We've got contacts that can help you produce it. We can help you slice it and dice it. We can help you distribute it, market it, post it, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, all the podcast networks you can think of, we, we've taken out all the complications for you. And as I said earlier, you don't have to reinvent the wheel because we didn't. We learned from the best over here. Amen. Um, just took ideas that are already out there and, and utilize them to our own needs. So it's very easy. We can help you. Doesn't matter what, what it is you want to talk about, we can help you do it, help you produce it. How come at the bottom? of the texas hill country podcast network logo it says voices of the texas hill country i mean why is it not just voices of y'all because it's not our voices it's our guests voices and that's what i want to bring those are the stories i want to bring people can certainly uh listen to us these guys are on the lead every day i've got my own podcast network but we want to bring the voices of the people in this uh I think the most beautiful part of Texas, and let me just, I moved here because in 1967 and 1968, I went to Camp Stewart. I was from Houston. I thought this was the most beautiful place on earth I had ever seen. And I said I would move here if I could. Pandemic shut, uh, made my wife's work remote. 
So we, we moved out here. And my first guest was Kathy Ragsdale, whose husband bought Camp Stewart in 1967. He's now deceased. And I sat with her and I said, I am in Kerrville because of you, so I wanted you to be my first guest. Mm. And she sat and talked for a solid hour about Camp Stewart. I learned more, and it was obviously her passion, but that's what I wanted to get out. I wanted the story of Camp Stewart out. I wanted it to be my first podcast because I'm in Kerrville because of her and her husband, Cy Ragsdale. Did you expect that from your first podcast to have that much value? I have no expectations of podcasts. I've learned that it can go directions you'll never think of. The Cookie Lady, uh, Robbie Clausen from Boston Technologies. Mm. He was. Uh, it was clear to me he was a vet when I met him. He's a rock star, and he had an incredible story about his military life, and just stories after stories uh, I've heard from people. So it's really I have no expectations. Yeah, he's coming on too. We're booked for like three months. We, we, That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank the good Lord. You know, it's it's just like, like y'all said, it's, it's community based and people get their chance. And each and every guest that comes on here, look at the podcast. I tell them to start their own podcast and join the network. And uh, now we got cards for everybody. You want to start the podcast. Hit up Andrew, Gilbert, Tom. How do they get a hold of you and where do they find you? Well, we, we've got our website, of course. It's TexasHillCountryPodcastNetwork.com. We've got a YouTube page. Uh, we have some business cards. You can always call us directly or send us an email. Um, uh, I, I, do we our, our email address, I think, is it's on the website. It's on the card. Our, our you know, personal numbers are on the card as well. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my cell phone is 469-215-9035. You're welcome to call that. Our email is thcpn2022 at gmail, um, Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. So that, thcpn2022 at gmail. Yeah. And you can find the link if you go to our, our website. It's on our Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they're not hard to get a hold of. I'll tell you one more reason. Please do. do Please do, Tom. I interviewed a fellow named John Assetti. John wrote a book about uh, uh, profiles in leadership, but he looked at leaders in Kerrville. And so I interviewed him about his, about him, interviewed him about his book, and at the end he said, how old do you think I am? I was like, well, mid-'80s maybe, 93. Mm. He wrote his first book in his 70s. He's written six. And so I got to talk to him, and he said, you know, I've always wanted to do my autobiography. And I said, well, you want to do your autobiography? We can do that. So I sat down with him over 10 different sessions and literally recorded his life story. I got transcripts of, of each of those recordings. I gave them to him, and they formed the basis of his autobiography. And we're waiting for the book to come out, and we're going to release the podcast series from uh, last to first is going to be the name of it. But it's a John Assetti story. He's 93. He wanted to tell his story for his grandkids and their kids. And so if you're that age and you want to tell your story, the podcast format is perfect for that because literally you're just sitting down and telling your story. You can get a transcript for $5. He's got the basis of his book. I've got a great story that I hope is going to win a podcast award. That's beautiful, Tom. So it's not just for somebody who wants to do a reoccurring podcast. It can be for somebody who wants to give their testimony, give the story of their life, and they can do that right there at your studio. 
Sure. Tom, one other thing I'll add to that, and then we'll shut up. Uh, Tom has a, a Hill Country Authors podcast as well, where he interviews authors that live right here in the in the Texas Hill Country. And just the most recent recording that he did, I was I was helping him produce that, and uh, I got to talk with the interviewee for a little while before Tom showed up, and it was just I don't I don't even think that she understood how impactful and amazing that conversation was for me to have. It was the first time that I got to talk to um, a fairly prominent author uh, that in-depth and that personable of a, of a, of a conversation. Um, her name is Sky Alexander, and she's written, I think, this year when she publishes her next book, um, in August, I think that'll be over 50 books that she's published. I mean, they're everywhere from uh, all online, Barnes and Nobles, Target. They sell all of her books, fiction, nonfiction. And it was like I had this magical conversation with this real-life author that was right in front of me, and I got to pull back like the curtain of Oz and talk to a, an author that writes mystery novels about how you piece together the books and the games she plays in the reader's heads and how she comes up with it and how she researches uh, the book. I mean, it was just – it was so awesome. And like I would have never have had that interaction um, or been a part of any of that if if it wasn't for for doing the podcast it's if somebody says look i don't know i'm going to run out of content i you're not going to run out of people everybody's got a story That's right. and just like you didn't expect that conversation to happen in that beautiful moment to happen you you're not going to run out of content because there's people and and if you want a podcast just get if if you want a beautiful moment just get somebody on what's the worst that can happen it you know, there's there's a couple of dead spaces that you can edit out. What do y'all do when the conversation slows down? And what do y'all do when you got to carry somebody through the whole thing? Because y'all know how that is. You just keep asking questions. And Tom over here is the master <laughs> yes. at question asking. He asks the best questions. And there's a saying out there, and I don't, I'm sure I'll butcher it, but it's something like life only yields you the – equal of like the best questions that you ask or something like that. But, uh, it's all about questions, man. You just keep asking. I, Beautiful, man. I can only say one or two times have I run in that situation where you literally had to drag it out of mm -hmm. Um, so, and when you do, you just do what Andrew said, just, just ask questions and get them going. Yeah. It, it, it's an art form. Conversation is so valuable. You know, it's in your trade, in my trade, real estate. I mean, I talk to all kinds of different people and, with all kinds of different styles of conversations. Some people are really, you know, they have that barrier up and some people are social butterflies and you just got to learn to adapt and talk to anybody. And I think this is a beautiful platform to be able to, like I said in the beginning, hone that skill in. For sure. Like this I mean, dead moment, I'm going to edit the hell out of this. <laughs> I mean, let me just uh, add one more reason to start your own podcast. And we talked about this. I think we joked about it earlier which is if you email somebody and say, look, I'd like to talk to you about maybe doing some work together, they may or may not respond. But if you email them and say, I want you to come on my podcast and tell your story, mm. nobody says no. But what you've done is you have now made a personal connection with that person because you've heard their story. And if you've heard their story, they are more likely to listen to your business pitch. So in my consulting practice, I would just call up or send an email to uh, someone at a large corporation and say, I want you to tell your story. Well, I've now got a relationship with them. 
and I can pitch to them directly. And that same strategy works here in the Hill Country and here in Kerrville. You nailed it. You nailed it. It's a power move. Whether you want to admit it or not, if you want to talk to prominent people without saying, hey, um, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I get you lunch? Listen to my pitch. Listen to my pitch. Come on to my podcast and let me hear your story. Because who doesn't want to talk yeah. about themselves? Form that connection. Absolutely. Form that connection. And it's not just us that can do it. Anybody can do it. And they can reach out to y'all to have it done. Is there any other Man. plugs? Any other? I know y'all got a bunch of podcasts. Y'all got an Eclipse podcast. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? We have, um, I think we're on episode, f- we're working on episode four or five of the Eclipse podcast right now. Um, the first two episodes, I think, were just, uh, well, well, every episode's been amazing. Um, but we had, uh, we've had a wide range of guests on there. You know, we had a guy, the very first episode to kick that series off was a doctor. He's got two doctorates, but extremely smart uh, person, he's got a doctorate in, in astrophysics, um, and so that was a great one. To just talk, just plain about eclipses in general and what they are. And then we had another guy on there that lives here locally and even is uh, positioned perfectly where he lives now um, to to see the eclipses that are coming here, especially the one that's going to be total have totality in, in April of 2024. And he w- he used to work at NASA back in the eighties. Um, did, you know, did you so say he moved here for, yes. Yeah. yeah. It just, just amazing, amazing story. So, so all, and then that, and then we just interviewed, um, Leslie Jones from the convention and visitors bureau yeah. there. And so the city, there's a lot of city preparedness stuff going on. And so we're just continuing following that, that trail and see where it leads. Uh, so there's some really good information out there ab- about that. And, uh, yeah, so Tommy, anybody, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, and we're getting ready to interview Karen Taylor. She's the executive director of the West Kerr County Chamber of Commerce. As she said, Eclipse is not coming to Kerrville. The Eclipse is coming to Kerr County. Mm. And so she's going to talk about the Kerr County perspective. But 150,000 to 200,000 people will be in Kerrville for a weekend. Whether you think you're going to follow the Eclipse, it's going to impact you and your life. So you need to listen to our podcast so you're ready, whether you're enjoying it outside or whether you're bunkered in with or without a lot of food because you're not going to be able to get out of your house to get food. So imagine 200,000 people in our town for three days, what that's going to mean. Mm. And it's going to be the biggest event for a long, long time in Kerrville. Yeah, looks Mm. like fun. Um, You know, I I would say this, that uh, I'm more of a silent partner in the podcast network. but, but I love to listen to Andrew and Tom. The other thing, too, is I would encourage people to just take a look at it and look at some of the podcasts that are out there. You know, I know so many people that are burned out with TV and the news, and they can't find any good shows on. And I would just tell you, look at the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. Check out the different podcasts that are on there and, and find one that you might like. Even if you don't like me and Andrew talking about investments or the economy, you can find Tom's podcast that he does about Hill Country authors. What's not to like about that? Mm. Um, you can find a podcast about the eclipse. You can find a podcast about um, all kinds of different subject matters. And we would love to have to host other podcasts about 
any other topic you can think of. Uh, looking, sitting here, looking at all the albums, a music podcast would be great. Mm -hmm. Love to talk about that. Teenagers, I would love to start a teenager podcast. You know, we look at the world from the perspective of a grown-up. What about a teenager? So if there's any teenagers out there that would want to start their own podcast, want to be a YouTube influencer or whatever, talk to us. We'll help you do the podcast. Um, somebody that wants to talk about uh, religion. Um, heck, we'll even, we did even agree to do one on politics if you want to. We probably wouldn't participate in it, but you can do one if you want to. Um, convince people of your story or your side of the issue. Go for it. Um, we will help you if you've got a message you want to get out there. Doesn't matter what it is. Tell us. We'll help you get it out there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network, Andrew, Gilbert, and Tom, thank you all so much for coming on. And uh, thank, you providing, thank you for providing value to the Hill Country, to the place we call home. Thanks, John. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having us, John.